0: Hey, this is JP from The Discarded, and you're listening to 25,000 Miles. you
1: josh <laughs> you'll regret that i promise no. <laughs> oh,
0: <nah. laughs> not like you're in the same room and i can't leave right it's oh, right <laughs>
1: <laughs> no thanks for taking the uh th- thanks for taking the time to uh to talk tonight man i've been doing a lot of research about you guys doing a lot of reading uh i was actually just listening to soundcheck and fury um all right cool I know who you guys are, but for the sake of my listeners or our listeners, would you mind tell me who you are, what you're about?
0: Uh, the name of the band is called The Discarded. Uh, I'm the guitar player, singer. My name's JT. On drums is Caden Jacks, and on bass guitar is Jared D. And yeah, we're all related. We're kind of, uh, we're kind of like a garage punk sort of band out of Orangeville, Ontario, cool. north of Toronto.
1: Nice, nice. Now I've played in a in a band with my kid brother. Uh, I kind of understand the uh, the ins and outs of making music with a with another family member.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of yeah as unique as the people you kind of deal with. Really, even I've been in a lot of bands through my particular life, and you know, a band member almost gets to be like a brother or something like that, or brother. That, you know, uh, you're pretty somebody you're pretty close to if you've been in a band for a long amount of time. But in this case, it's a little extra special because yeah, they're they are uh, they are my kids, so you kind of love them even uh, a bit more than even a brother.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. Now you guys are on tour right now. You just played Niagara. Niagara. Yeah, you lot. just played Niagara. Yeah, yeah, and then you're playing uh, somebody's basement on on Saturday.
0: Yeah, it's actually a brewery. It's called Duggan's Basement. That's uh, what it but is. But it's not actually at someone's basement. It's uh, it's a brewery called Duggan's Brewery, and but it's downstairs is where the bands are, so it's called Duggan's Basement. Oh, uh, it's kind of like a private events room, and we do things there just because. Uh, Caden's still underage, so we can, uh, have an all ages kind of show there and have people out there his age and that, right? Nice.
1: It's cool, man. Yeah. Um, so where are you guys right now?
0: Uh, right now I'm at my house. We just finished rehearsing. Uh, I dropped Jarrett back. He now has moved out. He lives with his girlfriend, so I dropped him back at his place and, uh, just hanging with Caden, I guess. He's like, can you do doing interview. can you watch the hockey game. What's up?
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so you've got like what seven or eight dates lined up for the next the next little bit here right
0: yeah yeah we we like yeah we like to go out I, you know i'd love to go out west i'd love to go across uh, canada that but uh generally we just do a little around southern ontario tour uh we're hitting you know like uh so far we've hit uh uh Barry. we played uh Niagara falls we're hitting toronto up this weekend then we're like out of a place called keswick which is north of toronto we're hitting Oshawa, which is east of Toronto, we've got uh, Hamilton, we're actually playing with Teenage Head, so that one's a pretty exciting one. Yeah, uh, that looks like
1: a big show. Bucket list
0: one. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, uh, Peterborough, I think, is on there as well, so I hope I, Guelph, I think, is another one there. Yep. Waterloo, yep, my brain did kick in, I remember them all.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, is there a show you're looking forward to particularly? It sounds like the Teenage Head show is kind of... Something you're looking yeah, forward to pretty good. They're
0: all pretty cool to go to and play in that. But yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a special one. I've never opened for Teenage Head. You know, they're like, kind of like the Canadian Ramones, right? So it's kind of a cool thing to be able to actually share a bill and be on a stage with them, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I've seen them a few times in my life during the years, so it's kind of a neat thing. In there. Even even uh, uh, Caden and Jarrett. Jarrett went with me a few years back to see Teenage Head, and, and and Caden knows top down. He knows the first album. He likes that one.
1: Nice. Now, I know it's early on the tour, but has there been any highlights yet?
0: Uh, well, not really. You know, just uh, Barry's always, the box is always a great uh, live room to play in, so it's nice to see those people again and play on that stage. For us, the highlight's just that it's been kind of a while. We played, I think, up until the summertime, and then we took a bit of a break preparing to this. We've actually started a new recording in, in September, and we're gearing up for that, doing demos and, and rehearsing up for that before this came along. Kind of put that on a hole to finish this. So it was kind of nice to get back on stage. We really enjoyed that. That was the first show we are driving home and going, yeah, oh, we had a good show. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, You know, you can, uh, we can uh, have a little decompress like most bands do and go, oh, yeah, you screwed up in that song. Or, yeah, you yeah, went too long <laughs> on that one there or something like that. Right? Nice. A fun little time. So we just kind of, I've just really been enjoying the facts. And then uh, I guess Niagara Falls, we had to play for a really long time. So it was just like we got to. Uh, we have four albums now, three out full length albums and an EP, so we don't get to all our songs. You have to kind of pick and choose. So there, we got to go. Hey, let's do four songs from each album. We'll just go through all our albums.
1: Nice. You guys were just in the in the recording studio, and you've already got three albums, you full length EP. Like it sounds like you guys are just kind of you know. I mean, where's where's all the creativity coming from? Well,
0: you know, like the first album we did, I kind of showed him a real Ramonesy, crampsy sort of style, and it was exciting just to go in there, and then it sounded really good, like we recorded with Ian Blurton, and I don't know if you know Ian Blurton of Future Dial, but he's a pretty awesome guy to work with, he gets some great sounds, he's a great guitar player, knows how to record heavy sort of music, so after we did that and we heard it, we got really excited, and before it came out, that kind of spurred them on to learn their instruments more, and we were living together, so we write a lot of songs. We tend to be about an album ahead of where we're at. Like when we've recorded an album, as you know, you record, you got to mix it, it's got to be mastered, then you got to bake it. It's usually like, you know, nine months a year before it comes out, or or at at the very best, six or seven months to do that process. So during that time, we're usually, we go on a tour around it. So we're playing. So we're playing a lot. We write songs. We practice about once a week, twice a week, and that. uh, and it's just songs tend to come up. It's not like we're forcing it and that. But uh, it's just, and since they learned their instruments, and got better at it. They also would challenge me. They're like, "Okay, write something." I learned this, or Caden goes, "Here's this new beat I've done. Can you write something around it?" So we just do that, right?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, one of the and questions I was go- <laughs> one of the questions I was going to ask you. Like I said, I was just listening to Soundcheck and Fury influences for you guys like i know when i listen to it i hear i hear what i hear and i hear specific influences but what were your guys like what what are your influences when you're writing
0: uh which you know like whatever you listen to is kind of your influence how it comes out is how we play and how we sound right so you know i i was always been into the ramones there's a fact of a bit of that you know i like the buzzcocks i like just real thinkers but then you know it's really the who we've all like, you know, the Beatles. But none of it sounds like that, but all those influences will come through when you do heard. kane has been discovering some uh, you know, John Bonham. So he's like, it's not on this album that you're listening to, but on the next album he's got some, you know, beats that are more like that. So cool. Uh, whatever you kind of where your where your music- musicianship is taking you sort of spurred us on in that particular regard. Like I remember that, that there's one song of on the album called a bit too heavy. Uh, it was basically we'd set out our album Manifesto and were, we kept getting back from like more mainstream radio places I'm sorry this is just a bit too heavy for us it's just a bit too heavy so we just like, <laughs> alright we'll give you a look through every song you know or someone you get friends go why don't you guys go on CBC Star Search I go yeah we're a bit too heavy for that you know they're not really looking for us <sighs> man a kind of more snarky band like us yeah but we tend to have a pop book in what we do so I wouldn't say that isn't there you know you hear that on this album as well. There's some that are just general, like kind of you know, descendants, power pop, punk sort of stuff, right?
1: I mean, I, you mentioned the Cramps earlier, and especially with uh, yeah. with certain tracks like, oh, um, uh, what did I hear? Like uh, both Probably 24 hour- expectations in 24 hours for sure. I, yeah. I, I hear that kind of come through, and I'm like, all right, these guys definitely have you know been listening yeah. to something.
0: So yeah, this one's a bit more eclectic, even than say the, the last album was a bit denser sounding. Like it was like boom, early like early punk rock sort of sound when you got like you know the big power chord guitars and that. This one we let it breathe a bit more and we did a few more different styles, a few more different tempos on it. Still pretty upbeat, to it all the way through. But uh, yeah, for sure, like Ian, the the guy who recorded it, helped a lot more producing and getting guitar sounds and like okay, you gotta punch up here before it goes into the chorus or into the air you can use this guitar sound on this and I was just like okay you're a guitar virtual sure, so you set what you think the sound is and I'll play it sort of Nice.
1: Nice. No sorry you yeah, mentioned you mentioned the guy that produced the album where did you guys record?
0: It's at his studio it's called Pro Gold Studio and he's done a lot of different bands if you look it up Ian Blurton Pro Gold Studio Right. Uh, he's you know he's done the Weaker bands. he's done like he's done a lot of different heavy stuff he's got a lot of good stuff actually and his band is called future down he plays in a band called public animal so yeah he, he's it's, it's a studio that constantly has bands going through it he's constantly producing and recording bands and, and he does a does a really good job at it we knew he's the kind of guy who gets what we're doing and will be able to catch our sound right
1: yeah for sure i mean that's one of the first things that jumped out to me is like the sound quality on uh on the album is just it's really clean and it comes across pretty much the way I picture you guys want it to sound
0: yeah yeah and, and, and a lot of what we do is like it, the first three albums we did a similar sort of thing where we tend to learn the songs we'll move them into our set so they get a bit you know uh, road tested and see how it kind of goes and we get you know be pretty cohesive on it but then we kind of practice 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 them, And about a month before we'll start practicing without me singing and i'll just kind of give like little cues to each other then we kind of just record them, all the bed tracks, getting in a room together. We're, we're doing it live off the floor, the bed tracks, to get that good rocking feel. right? And then I'll do some overdubs to fatten up the guitars and a couple other things here and there on a few songs. Like Jared added some little keyboard parts here and there. Not much, but just to kind of fill out some stuff. And uh, that's all we really kind of do. And then we sing it. Like we did the whole thing, like the first album they made in two days, the second album we made in like three days, and this one I think we did all the beds in like four days, which I think we'll never do again because that damn near killed us. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were just constantly playing for like thirteen hours straight, and it was like the middle of summer, and we were like down to our shorts by the time we recorded in the third day. And I don't even really remember the third, or fourth day. It that had nothing to do with any substance; it's just <laughs> that we were just doing it for so long, we were so brain dead at it.
1: Yeah, man. No, I get that. No, it, it sounds it sounds fantastic.
0: No, i'm just gonna say yeah the sound of the album is really good that's, that's another thing is ian gets good sounds and he knows how to mix he knows how to balance stuff out so yeah that's that's an important thing to us is to make good albums it's like you get back to you go, oh, what's it like to be in a family well it's kind of a stigma It's not the greatest thing to time because people think it's just sort of cliche or or, or a hokey or something like that but we're really about creating a good rock and sound a good punk rock sound and good recordings and good songs that's where our key is no one's going to care how old somebody is no one's going to care if we're related the end of it they're going to go is it a good song is it not a good song is it rock or is it a good recording do I like it or not so that's really important to us and what we really try to do or you're making a bunch of songs a bunch of albums yeah but we try to make the best songs we can and the best albums we can when we make them yeah
1: man I mean I've played in enough bands to know that if you don't get along with the people that you make music with. If you don't gel with the people you make music with, it, it comes through. It comes through everything. So, I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter who you play with. If it if it clicks, if it gels, it's always going to sound way better.
0: Exactly. And and that's, you know, maybe a little bit of a plus that we have is we go, you know, what's it like to be in a band together? It's like, well, we've traveled together, you know. When they're younger, I they took them to hockey games and lacrosse games when they played sports and stuff. but you know, like it's no big thing to be in a car together, travel out of town, stay somewhere. Instead of going to an arena, now we're going to a bar, a punk rock bar, playing a show, right? It's a lot yeah. more fun. You may know, get a little dough in your pocket, but, you know, we still have a good time to be able to, to go do that. So, And the cohesiveness of it, you guys pick up faster on my songs than anyone that played with. Yeah. And it's important for us that we're tight and concise, and we've got like arrangements and we just don't wing it or anything like that, right? right?
1: yeah definitely um i just read an interview with you uh i'm pretty sure it was with yourself um oh well, the entire band was involved in the interview but it was you that was talking about putting on music or putting on a record putting your daughter to bed putting on a, you know sharing that music with your children now is that something your parents did with yeah. you uh
0: no not really I, I came from a sports family i the only way I could get them to do a gig was tell was in a, a hockey rink at a game. No, I'm kidding. Nice. <laughs> but now uh, my brother, my older brother was musical. He played a lot of albums. I, that's where I really heard music a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, I ended up nicking a lot of his albums uh, when, when I got a bit older and he was bored with them. So that's how I got kind of into music. And then just with my friends and that. Now, uh really uh i'm a lot more into music i'd say than most people in my family my my siblings and that uh but yeah it, it is a big thing i do it with katie the drummer i do it with sadie my daughter where we'll sit there and yeah instead of that time story you're right we'll pick an album we'll put it on we'll lie on the, each lie on a couch turn off the lights and have just a little you know light on the stove on the next room over and listen to the album relax and just listen to that's your bedtime story and usually by the time I flip the album to the second side, she's almost out. I got to wake her up or carry up to her bed or something like that. You know, she's just nine. So, right. uh, But that's kind of a neat way to kind of experience and take in music. And we don't we we weren't a family that ever had the 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 DVD player code in the car. We do playlists. We play music, and that was just that's sort of what we do. And we do that now where we DJ for each other, and and, and we do that when we're on road trips together. To, We kind of, we listened to music, and instead of buying a Christmas album, we'd buy a classic rock album. So we'd be listening to a Kiss album or a Stooges album or something like that at Christmas time. So that was just kind of the education or background of what I did was, you know, music's on, put on some music. Well, let's do it. We'll talk about where it fits in and the overall, you know, uh, pantheon of rock and roll. And, uh, you know, so another funny story is, like, Jarrett and Caden, the guys in the band, they go, I didn't realize certain bands weren't big until I got older and I talk about them in school and people go who, who the hell is that band?" but like they thought you know the Ramones were as huge as say the Beatles well the way they kind of are and are in our sort of way that we look at things but in really in the in the in the longer short of it, it sounds like the Ramones did not become popular until much later after they even broke up and they were put into movies and got heard at hockey rinks. While they were around it was very rare to ever hear the Ramones on anything unless you were someone who was into it right yeah. Any punk rock band. Or or they'd hear local bands like Toronto bands that I would play all the time and they would go, You mean uh, the super suckers? They would go, You mean the super suckers Or as big as the Beatles? No, they weren't. Teenage Ed wasn't as big as the Stones? No, nope, they weren't. <laughs> you know, they didn't know that. They heard it just as much, right? They heard all those obscure albums. You know, because that was part of their what we played and what I liked to music and what they sort you know. Even now I'll go, pull up this song, Flaming Groovies, Teenage Ed, that's where they got their name from. Listen to it. Caden okay, just listen to rock and saw and it's on his playlist. He loves it and plays it for like, you know, too much straight. on I mean, listening to it every day. Yeah. You know?
1: I definitely, I can definitely relate. I mean, like, I shared so much like music with my kid brother, you know, uh, to the point where we now do a radio show together. I mean, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I can, exactly. I can one hundred percent. That shared
0: sort of stuff where you both know it, right? It's just like, oh yeah, this one. Oh yeah, I remember this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, are vibing off each other Going oh I'm getting all excited about this stuff right
1: Yeah I mean there's conversations that like People we've been friends with for years Can't even like chime in on Because it's just like It's that tight knit like music nerdery That like Just intricate yeah. details about like Some B-side off of a You know single pressing Or a test pressing for You know a radio station in In Europe somewhere You know And you, you yeah, know all yeah. the details about it And everybody else is like
0: What? What? <laughs> Really, then? Yeah. Jared, our bass player, is really the, the biggest, our biggest uh, music nerd who will deep dive on everything. Like, if he likes a band, and that's where we get like, sort of uh a road trip. You gotta listen to this. And he wants to listen to two hours of obscure B sides to his band that he loves. And we're like, Oh, we just want a bit more variety. Because You guys never listen to full albums. <laughs> like, yeah, we do, but, you know, maybe not for the next two hours. And long as we don't really know, but. Yeah. You know, you keep educating us. We'll listen. We'll give you a four. How's that?
1: <laughs> Jared sounds like my kind of guy, man. <laughs> he
0: would, like he, he's the guy who he's the guy if he finds another bass player or another guy, they'll just sit down in the club and they'll just talk music, you know. Yeah. The whole time. Caden just kinda keeps to himself and you know, me, I'm just, you know, wish I was on stage because I you know, that's the way you feel before you're playing.
1: Definitely. Um and this is I know I've mentioned it a couple times now but Soundcheck and Fury it's divided into three different
0: acts yes it is the, the EP that we released is the first act
1: we okay. recorded all
0: 17 songs at the same time but we couldn't really put all 17 <laughs> on one album kind I just wanted to break it up over the year so we recorded it all together last August so the first act came out it's called Not From This Town right. and that's that EP and then this one is act 2 and 3 which is Life in a Van and the last one which is called Looking Forward Okay, and it's kind of like a three-act play about two kind of stoner guys who live in a, a flat apartment in Toronto. They're going away. They're getting all swallowed up by condos. There's no place for an uh, urban board musician to live anymore. They're all getting bounced out, and 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 they got to go on tour. They're going to go on tour at the end of the month, and, they're going, and they all get their sort of mixed jobs where, you know, I get called up by an agency, and I go into a car factory parts, and I sort parts, and that's what I do. and. You know, that's how I kind of do it in between, you know, maybe have a paper route run on a truck where I deliver, you know, Now Magazine or something like that. And then they know they're going away on tour and they can't afford the rent and they don't want to lose the place, so they get a roommate in. And they end up looking at these three roommates, and the first one's kind of real straight and flaky, and the second one's like a real even flakier but the other way. And then the third one's this really cool kind of uh, woman named Sheeta who comes in and says, okay, I'll rent the place. And, uh, of course, you know, the the lead singer guy, Jay, is there. He ends up, you know, going out with her. And then they go, the second act is called Like in Advance, or Van, uh, which is them going away on tour. Uh, and, and then him going across the road and really thinking about, oh, I just started this thing with this woman. And then the last act is coming back, and you've got that two kind of people who don't really believe in traditional relationships or marriage or anything like that Say, well, this really kind of work out for us? I don't really know. So that's kind of the story arc that goes through. And these are the songs that go with it. Now, the songs work on their own, but they go into the narrative of what's this three-act thing that we sort of came up with. So cool. well, Yeah, so we did that. We wrote uh, this old play that goes with it that we just put it on our website. We're not really worried about it. And then we made these songs up that were kind of like the parts that drive that story ahead. And, and, and it's, you know, it's not like a musical where the people sing their lines. They, like, say their lines, and then the songs kind of... Add to it there. Like, you know, the, the album that you got here, you got 24 Hours, which is about being in a van and being on the road and going from town to town. And, then, you know, you have a song called Music Horse, which is just about, you know, making merch, selling your merch and making money and going from town to town and being in a van and trying to get sleep and trying to eat and that. And, you know, there's a few other funny songs on there. You know, I'm addicted to her. We're just thinking about her expectations. It's kind of like songs about, you know, uh, it's being in a punk rock band, but if you try to step out of that, sort of, the jacket's pretty tight of what you're allowed to be in a punk rock band. You know, it was all about non conformity, be who you are, be what you want, but then it got to be, well, no, you must look this way and sound this way now, and if you're not, then you're not punk rock. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, well, punk uh, what, what rock kind of started out, it was kind of like, do what you want, be what you want, do it yourself, you know? Exactly. Now that expectation is, well, you expect me to be this way, but I, I really think that jacket's getting a bit tight. You know, you say I don't wear uniforms, but you're telling me what my uniform is. And then the last one just kind of gets a bit into, you know, the the mental issues of being a musician and being an urban-born musician and trying to keep that going forward, right, and and trying to make relationship work. And so this song called Up is Down, which is about, you know, pretty well mental health. And there's uh, Silver Spoon, which talks a bit about the the main female character, about the fact that, you know, she likes slumming it, but, you know, she's got daddy's credit cards. You know uh, <laughs> To do what she wants it's not, Life isn't really that tough for us Right you know, it's just, you know Other songs like that And then at the end It ends on more of a positive note Where it's called looking forward It's just like you know Regardless of your life's up and down You know You look forward And life gets better Sort of thing Regardless of what's happening to you
1: Nice man No I uh, Joel and I were talking about that The other day About how like We don't understand why More bands don't write concept albums Yeah Because, like, you've got the narrative, you've got all the material you need, and all you have to do is write music
0: around it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the next one, and probably the last one that we do, we got a straight rock and roll album that we got as well. And we'll probably record that after the one we're recording right now. We're recording now the concept as well. But it's like not like a play that goes around It's just a straight-up concept album. It's kind of like the rise and fall of this fictional band called The get Goes And that's what we're working on right now. Where there's two guys, again, it's two guys who are in a band together, they built each other since high school, but the one guy's a bit better looking than the other guy. The other guy's a songwriter. He's the popular guy. The other guy's more like the class guy who's got, like, this is our ethics of our band, man. This is what we're about. And it's kind of that, that, that greedy and that sweet together that makes them, you know, become really popular. But then the bigger guy gets pulled away by the company. You sit there going, yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking guy. We want to make him the lead in the band. And it kind of sucks up into his head and he gets... A big head, and the rest of the band's going. Yeah, we didn't sign on this to be side men. We signed on this to be a band together. So they kind of boot him and go on with them. Cool, man. <laughs> it's, cool. Like, it's kind of like called the rise and fall of the Geto. But after this one, we decided Yeah, to kind of thematically themed albums, we'll just do a straight up rocker after them. Yeah, just rock out some songs that are heavy.